welcome to the Live Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Orm, and let's talk about some Star Wars. In the business this week, you can follow the blog at mystarwarslifedebt.tk. Join us on Facebook. Just search for My Star Wars Life Debt, and you can join our group. Follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. If, and you can also now follow us on Tumblr at mystarwarslifedebt.tumblr.com. You can also contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast by visiting patreon.com forward slash mystarwarslifedebt. If you don't want to sign up to Patreon, but you want to get some bonus podcasts, you can visit mystarwarslifedebt.bandcamp.com. And if you would like to wear something made by someone else, but with a design by me, visit redbubble.com forward slash user forward slash life debt podcast. And that's it for the business, so let's head on to the collection corner. It's been a while since we uh, visited the collection corner, um, but um, as I mentioned uh couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, um, I, um, I've had to take on a second job, and, uh, the night before recording this, I was at job number two, and I came home and found the, uh, I found Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray on the, uh, on on the side in the kitchen and oh beautiful beautiful stunning cover um i didn't read it because it was past uh, midnight and i just needed to go to bed but uh i'm looking forward to starting that tonight um so yes looking forward to that um that's it for the collection corner this week um it's been a bit bare recently um uh hopefully in the next um few weeks we'll be visiting the corner a bit more right so let's head on into the show so um yeah so celebration happened uh it was a it was a great great weekend for celebration um and for Star Wars in general, uh, incredibly positive, like the fan, you know, there was, uh, I mean, from what I can tell, from what I've seen, from what, I'm re- from what I've read, um, the quote-unquote toxic fandom didn't really have any part in it, um, it was all very positive, and, um, that was, that's really good, that is amazing, um, it makes me happy to know that, um, you know, that, that event really brought out the good and the positive side of the fandom. Um, so I did a bit, I did the coverage over the weekend, um, and uh, but I didn't do anything for Monday because we didn't really get anything. Um, there was no no trailers or real news um 
you know, as I put in the post for Monday, the biggest news really was the Armour Bear Standard Innovation from the Phantom Menace panel, which was pretty um, lacklustre, really, if you think about it. But you try and compare that to, like, the 40th anniversary for uh, A New Hope. You know, you re I was kind of hoping uh, for something more like that. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't get that. We got... Uh, a, a bare minimum of um, cast uh, and it wasn't like they brought anyone out other than Armand Best they didn't really bring out anyone who you know everyone who was on the panel was expected in terms of cast you know Anthony Daniels well you know if he's got an opportunity to get up on stage then it's fine and I don't kind of understand why seeing as he didn't actually play C-3PO in that film he yes he did the voice but he he wasn't um he he didn't you know all he did was do the voice of the puppet uh C-3PO um so I kind of like, yes, he's in it, but, you know, he wasn't there. He didn't actually, you know, perform the character. You know, he wasn't in the suit. Um, Ian McDermott, well, he's already at Celebration. He's at, uh, as far as I can tell, he's at pretty much every Celebration. And same with Ray Park. So it's like, hey, right, you're here doing this, so can you come and do this panel? It just feels... That felt like a bit of a cop-out. But like I said, the, the big surprise, the big shock was Ahmed Best. Even though we knew he was going to be there, but, you know, he, he was the... I think he was the main draw. And, of course, you have the uh, creative team who did, like, who worked at ILM and Doug Chang doing the uh, designs. Um, now, I didn't see any of the Doug Chang panels... But I have heard that, you know, pretty much everything that he said, he'd pretty much said on his other panels. Um, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but, I mean, they did, a, they, did a, they did a good job, but, you know, it was very lackluster. Kind of wanted to see, you know, more of the, more of the main cast, really. Uh, I mean, I know that's really difficult. I mean... Liam Neeson is generally quite busy. Ian McGregor, I think he's off filming Birds of Prey at the minute, um, and he's never done a celebration. Uh, it would have been nice to kind of get him for this one. Um, Natalie Portman, I mean, I don't really think she's said much positive things about the prequels in recent years, so her not being there wasn't a surprise. Um... Although I did see an article last night where she was being slightly more positive about the prequels, saying that they're important to her, they're an important part of her life. But at the same time, you know, you've basically spent years, uh, you know, kind of saying, you know, either not talking about it or what you have said has not been exactly the most positive. So I wasn't surprised to not see her there. Um, and then we have the Resistance panel, which is a really good, fun panel. Um, and I 
know and I do know from um, Peter who from Jam Transmissions who was at the panel or Peter and Eden were there and they got to see um, the first episode of season two um, no trailer though which I think also slightly disappointing but they've probably not got enough finished of the other episodes to warrant a trailer so I get it but you know kind of like the Mandalorian panel you know I think the world would like to see stuff not just people in those rooms <laughs> but hey I'm, I'm okay with not seeing season 2 episode 1 now um, and I'd have just like to see a trailer but um, you kind of get the feeling that the trailer's not ready and they don't want to put the episode out on online that's fine. Unlike The Mandalorian, where they show just so much stuff off, and worldwide, we haven't been able to see it through official channels, which sucks. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my re- oh, and the closing ceremonies, which was, you know, very typical recap of uh, the weekend, uh, the most interesting, and, well, there was two parts of interest first part was when Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni were inducted into the uh, 501st Legion, which I think was absolutely amazing. They absolutely deserve as much accolade as they get uh, as possible because they do a really great job on the Star Wars show. They do a fantastic job being kind of like ambassadors between Lucasfilm and the fandom. Um, and they deserve this. They deserve it. They, they, they do a lot of hard work. Um, for us, so definitely worth it. And then the uh, celebration 2020 reveal of Anaheim, to which I say boo because you know you've done this is like the third that this will be the third celebration in a row in the in the US, um, and I think it's you know it it, it just feels now like. America is going to be their big focus. If anyone wants to come and see it, then they can spend ridiculous amounts of money to come and visit. Um, you know, they're expecting everyone worldwide to come to fork out tons of money just to get there, uh, let alone spend it at the convention. But if you're in America, yeah, you just got to travel across the country, which won't cost you half as much. Um, I think the rest of the world needs a bit of love. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that, um, you know, it has to be Europe. I think, you know, do do Europe, do Australia, do Japan or China, you know, do, do other countries. I mean, I'm not going to be able to go to Australia, Japan, China, any of those countries. If it's in Europe, I can go. Um, America, it's a part, you know, I'm more likely to get to a Europe one, which would be so much fun um, I absolutely loved the Europe one uh, in 2016 I think we need to get some worldwide love not just America love um, and it's not like they're going to have I mean I kind of felt like the big ones like Force Awakens Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker those being in America okay I get it you know Rogue. we had a Rogue One 
um, the, the Rogue One unit was in uh, was in the UK. Um, <clears throat> I just think you know next year the big thing will be the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Why can't that be in Europe or worldwide? Why can't it? Why can't they do that worldwide? Um, you know, maybe some announcements for upcoming stuff, but I think for the main the main bulk of it is going to be 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back. You know, the rest of the world kind of missed out on the 40th anniversary of A New Hope. Let's show the rest of the world some love. Come on, Disney. Come on, Lucasfilm. Whoever's in charge of this. Come on, Reed Pop. Definitely Reed Pop. Pull your finger out. Um... <coughs> So yeah, those are my thoughts on the lack of celebration worldwide. Um, you know, we just have to put up with live streams where we don't get to see everything. So yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else has kind of happened. Um, not a lot's happened really. I mean, everything happened at uh, Star Wars Celebration. Um, <coughs> I have a cold. Well, I'm at the tail end of it. My throat is just sore now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much a short episode. I think, you know, unless... You know, I can't really go... I'm not really going to go over any of, like, the old... Tra any of the trailers, because we've already done that. Um, so, I'm just going to cut it short. Uh, for the sole reason that... Yeah, my voice is going... And uh, I did record like a whole episode yesterday, and it got lost, <laughs> which sucked. Um, actually, okay, I'm not going to cut it short. I'm going to do. Any, in, we're going to head over to Life Debt Banter in a minute. Um, but yeah, uh, I've got a cold, tail end hopefully. So yeah, I'm kind of feeling a bit. Blah. And I recorded an episode yesterday, and um, I lost it. It 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 didn't save when my device crashed, so I was pretty gutted about that, and I'm not going back over it, <laughs> I'm not saying that it wasn't, it was alright, it wasn't great, but, you know, it was an episode, so I was kind of gutted, and I don't really have loads of time to do the whole thing again, so, um, I'm going to head over to the Life Step Panther, and then we will hopefully get onto a better schedule next week, uh, once I know my shift pattern, um, it seems to not be a regular thing currently, so I just need to get that sorted. So yeah, I will. Um, I will speak to you all next week at some point. Um, let's head over to Life Debt Banter. So welcome to Life Debt Banter. Oh god, my voice sounds even worse. Hold on. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. So yes, Life Debt Banter. We got an email at the weekend from <clears throat> Patreon Becky with some thoughts on the episode 9 trailer. Um, after I put out a call for emails and voicemails. Hey Johnny, apologies. Up there. Sorry. Hey Johnny, apologies for not getting in touch. For your initial reaction to the trailer podcast, life likes to get in the way of these things, but I wanted to find out your more in-depth thoughts on it, having had time of reflection. 
So we finally get the title, The Rise of Skywalker. Do you reckon this is referring to Kylo or Rey, if she is revealed to be a Skywalker, or even Luke, who obviously has a final part to play in the upcoming film? I'm not personally a, fa a fan of Rey actually being a Skywalker, and I'm pretty sure the Raylos of the fan base wouldn't want that either. Though, let's face it, Kylo had no reason to be telling Rey the actual truth about her parents. Okay, this seems like a long email, so I'm going to kind of break it up. Uh, so the title, The Rise of Skywalker, I don't think it's referring to Rey being a Skywalker. I don't think it's referring to Kylo, even though he is a Skywalker. My thoughts are that when, um, by the end of the film, you know, we're going, I, don't, I think Leia will pass on. Maybe she just passes on into the Force. Um, you know, maybe that's like more of a... You know, rather than being killed off, she just passes, and I think that would be a really interesting way, just having her join Luke um, in the Force, as opposed to, you know, big battles or anything. Uh, so at the end of it, you know, the only Skywalker left will be Kylo. Um, I don't think Kylo is going to get out of this film alive. I'm not saying I want him to die, I just don't think he will, but I, or if he does make it out alive, he's, it, it's going to be more about the Rey and Kylo balance, maintaining a balance in the Force, um, but what I do think is that instead of Rey going on and teaching a generation of Jedi, you know, making them Jedi or anything like that, because Jedi will have a negative connotation now. Jedi are remembered as, you know, the uh, for their final act in the Clone Wars. They were the generals of the Clone Wars. This went against everything that they stood for. My thought will be, and this isn't just my thought. I think it's a thought. It's a thought that many people have, is that whoever Ray and Ray on her own or Ray and Kylo train, they will not be called Jedi. They will be called Skywalkers. Um, named after Luke and Leia, obviously, but it's um, you know it won't it doesn't have the kind of same connotations as the Jedi as like the name Jedi or Sith. Um, what I also find interesting is that in Thrawn Alliances we learn that Force sensitive Chiss, um, the species that Thrawn is, are um, used to navigate hyperspace in the um, in the in the unknown regions, and their name is Sky. They are called Skywalkers because of their ability to navigate hyperspace. Um, which uh, I don't think um, JJ is linking uh, the books to the film. In that case, I think it's to do. It, I think it's more to do with um, the events in the film, the characters in the film, not to do with Thrawn. Okay. So, Becky continues. I'm very excited for the main trio. Yeah, I'm very excited for the main trio to get some proper on-screen time together as a team, and for the overwhelming cuteness of BBA and his new pal. That's Dio. It was a shame to not see Rose. Do you think hope that she has a larger role to play than the trailer suggests? Perhaps it was done to appease the large group that don't of those that dislike it. I don't think it was done. Uh, I don't think there was any kind of malicious intent behind the lack of Rose in the teaser trailer. I think the the main what they're trying to do is they're trying to focus on the main three, um, because 
I think they're trying to put across that these, the, th the main three, like Ray, Finn, and Poe, are together in this film. Um, they're on an adventure. We did see a picture of Rose uh, talking to Ray in, um, in, a, in a more official resistance outfit um, in some sort of command centre. So I think she has got a decent role in the film. Um, but I don't think she's the one, I don't think she's going to be out on the big on the big adventure. I think she's going to be more um, probably more tactical, more behind the scenes of the resistance. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what she's up to. Um, uh, I also you know I think that uh, the audience reactions Kel Mutran at the panel and on the Star Wars show live was absolutely fantastic. Um, standing ovations um, abound, which was good. Um, and do you think the budding romance with Finn will continue or be dropped or unmentioned? I would very much like to see Stormpilot become canon, though it's Disney, so my expectations are never very high when it comes to LGBT exposure. I did enjoy John and Oscar's comments on their characters, with John saying you can add Poe in there as well, in the love triangle between Finn, Rose and Rey. Until the Pentagon Man and Oscar saying he thinks Poe takes his love for Finn very seriously. Obviously, nothing serious can be taken from this, though it's nice to see them getting on board with the idea rather than getting offended by the thought. Hold on. <coughs> now, I'm not a big shipping person, but that is one that I do ship. I would love to see uh, Storm Pilot become an official thing. <coughs> I love the way that Oscar and John play into it a bit. Very funny. Um, uh, personally, I don't want to see a romance between Finn and Rose. I felt that that was a bit of a tacked on. Um, it was a bit, quite a bit tacked on. It didn't really serve the plot of um, The Last Jedi and very forced. Uh, so I really hope that they don't carry that thread on. Um, because, you know, we don't need a forced romance. I don't think a forced romance is a good idea. And, um, you know, I'd like to see, like, I'd like to see more kind of friendships between the male and female characters than obvious romances. Um, <clears throat> which is why I don't think Raylo is going to happen. Um, in the traditional Ray and Kylo hooking up sense, I think I think my my version of Ray and I've said it before is not that they are going to be romantically involved, but I think they are going to be connected uh, in a way that complicates things between them. Maybe at some point in the future there is a romantic inkling between Ray and Kylo, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't think there will be romance in the truest sense yeah, in this uh, trilogy. Um, so we'll move on. And of course, I like, I think the you know we get the more kind of inclusion that we get in Star Wars, the better. It's a big galaxy. Um, <clears throat> I know Lando being pansexual. I mean, part of me kind of... I, 
I'm not nearly woke enough, I don't think. Um, I kind of think, like, the whole hoo-ha about that kicked up because Lando, because the one of the writers of Solo said Lando's pansexual, but then it's never really shown in the film. Well, I think, you know, I kind of think it is. There's a lot, there's definitely something between him and um, L3. Um, there's... Uh, I mean, I think when it comes to the films, it's difficult to kind of just throw it, like, just to kind of go, it, it, unless it really serves the plot, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I don't want to see it um, in terms of, ew, you know, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I don't want to see them kind of forcing the issue in the films when you've got like two hours or two and a half hours to tell the story you know do we need to have like 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 uh how do i put it you know we've, we've got very limited time to tell a story like if it's kind of if it's ha- happening and it's very it, it naturally occurs in the film, then great. But I don't want the I don't what I don't want is filmmakers to feel the need to kind of go. Well, we need to really make it obvious that this is going on in this character. Um, I with the I mean, there's a lot more inclusion in the books. Uh, I'm not sure about the comics as I'm behind. But definitely in the books, we've had a lot of LGBT characters. Um, uh, I mean, like the the big fa- the the big the famous one of the canon is Sinja Rathvelis from the Aftermath trilogy. Um, the I can't remember her name, but she's the head, like the Imperial, the moth of Ryloth in. Um, <coughs> In Lords of the Sith, she's a, I think I believe she was lesbian. Um, there was a character in Last Shot, which I've only listened to the audiobook once. Uh, a bit of a disappointing book, but they were a non. Their character was a non-binary character. Um, I'm trying to think now. I mean, I read quite a few of the books, so kind of. Those are the three that really come to mind. And I think... Oh, and of course, Lando, in Last Shot. Uh, you know, he's pansexual. So he, you know... In in Last Shot, it's made... It's, you know, he's... His, uh, his love interest is a Twilight woman. So there's obviously, you know... In terms of pansexuality, that is... That's there. And I think you've got a lot more opportunity in the books to kind of get into these things as opposed to a two-hour film where, and I'm going to assume that uh, that Rise of Skywalker is going to be very, very plot-heavy. I kind of feel like it's going to be like Force Awakens where once it gets started, it doesn't slow down. Um, But yes, I want Stomp Pilot. Um, Okay, Becky continues... 
do you think that with the supposed training happening between Ray and Kylo when that flip happens, very happy to see an improvement in my girl's skills, Ben Demption has pretty much been confirmed, or do you see the scene in a different light? I'm not sure. I think possibly there could be a... I, I think they're going to have to work together. They have to work together, and I think that... Um, that will be like the moment that they start working together. Now, it wasn't shown on the live stream. It can be found on Facebook. There's a behind the scene. There's kind of like this nice little video that was shown before the episode nine panel. And in that video, there's shots of Kylo on in in Jordan, as well as Ray, Finn, and Poe in Jordan. And now, I think kind of my head cannon's kicking in here. It kind of feels like he's a I think Kylo reaches out to Ray, Finn and Poe for help. And there's probably like a, a lot of animosity towards him and in the end Ray decides to leave Finn and Poe and goes and helps Kylo. And I think that moment where we see her flip, I don't think she's I don't think there's a, a, a it's not training. But I think they end up working together to defeat the big bad. Um, <coughs> uh, which would be... Uh, Palpatine. So moving on with Becky. And of course, the laugh at the end signalling the return of Palpatine. Are you happy with this development or would you have preferred a new big bad? Any thoughts on how he managed to survive, be resurrected, and do you think his inclusion in this film will encourage fans of the original prequels to watch the film who may have been disappointed by The Last Jedi? <coughs> I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I don't have any ideas on how he survived or um, or is resurrected. No idea. Um, I mean, uh, that, that's the bit that is very intriguing. I think we will see him physically. And I think... Uh, having him playing the the villain of the whole of the neutral like the big bad of the new trilogy perfect um, and it makes sense I if he's alive <coughs> and he survived the Death Star the whole Operation Cinder um, and the you know his his final plans, which culminated in the Battle of Jakku, which basically decimated the what was left of the Empire, and then the survivors of the Empire head off into the unknown regions, and there's and that's where they reform. That's when they form the First Order. <coughs> now, Palpatine always said he didn't want the Empire without him. Now, what if there was also a second part of this plan? Which was if he, if the empire falls, you know it's not going to fall completely. You know there's always going to be remnants, and those remnants are the ones who are most loyal to the emperor. And what if the whole idea is that the emperor basically is the puppet master? Snoke was the puppet. Snoke isn't a Sith. Maybe he wasn't training a new Sith apprentice. Maybe he trains a dark side apprentice. Maybe he wasn't like going down the whole Sith route because he's seen a new, better way of continuing his legacy. 
So he uses Snoke to manipulate Ben Solo, vice versa. So the loyal em- the loyal Imperials become the First Order under Snoke's rule, but Palpatine is there. These are, and so that he has the ability. So now, basically, Palpatine has got the most loyal of his followers, and they are doing his bidding in the guise of Snoke, or Snoke is like the puppet. Which gives him time to do what he needs to do in the Unknown Regions. The reason that they're looking at the Death Star is because there is some clue as to what Palpatine is up to. Do I think it'll encourage fans? I think it'll intrigue fans of the prequels and sequels, uh, prequels and original trilogy, for the sole reason that it's Palpatine, and we are, and they've piqued our interests very much. Um, happy to hear any other thoughts and theories you have about other aspects of the trailer as well. Um, <clears throat> I have so many. I'm putting them into a blog post at the moment, so uh, keep an eye on the blog. P.S. Hope the new job is going well. I'm very tired. Thank you. Um, so there we go. Patreon Becky gets in touch. And, um, yeah, it's a good old email. Lots of content. And another nearly 20 minutes. So brilliant. <coughs> um, so, yeah, that's it for this um, this week. Uh, hopefully the next episode will be out a bit more on a better schedule. Um, and have a bit more to talk about, but thank you, Becky, for giving me half an episode. Um, remember, you can follow the blog at mystylelifedebt.tk. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for My Style's Life Debt on Facebook, and you can join the group. Follow me on Twitter at bloodyorm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E, and you can visit us on Tumblr, mystylelifedebt.tumblr.com. If you would like to support the blog and podcast, please visit either patreon.com forward slash mystylelifedebt, where for $1... A month, you can get a bunch of nice, funky additions, as well as um, what we already provide on the blog, including uh, early blog posts. So all the blog posts on well, the regular Monday and Friday blog posts are released early for Patreon members. <coughs> um, access to the exclusive, uh, not exclusive, the bonus pods. Um, like the one that's on Bandcamp, my uh, Life Debt Holiday Special, aka The Breaking of a Fan. You can also get guaranteed email reads and voicemail listens on the podcast. You get a your name on the our supporters page on um, the blog. Uh, exclusive Lego-centric podcast called The Brickside, a Life Debt Lego podcast, where I take a look at um, Star Wars Lego sets. Uh, through the years, uh, exclusive videos. You get a video of uh, I get you get a Funko Pop Star Wars Funko Pop unboxing slash review video every month, <coughs> and more to be added in the future. Um, if you don't want to sign up to Patreon, you can visit mystylelifedebt.bandcamp.com and you can pick up the. Uh, bonus podcast, uh, life, uh, the Life Debt Holiday Special, aka the Breaking of a Fan, uh, for the low, low price of £1. <clears throat> and if you would like to wear some Life Debt merchandise or have Life Debt decorating your house, you can visit redbubble.com forward slash user forward slash 
Life Debt Podcast. Uh, it's got a number of designs on there by myself, and um, yeah, they look quite good. So uh, head on over there. Uh, if you are a fan of the blog and podcast, please send us emails at lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com. Uh, you can send us emails, send us voicemails, and get yourself on the show. And if you are enjoying the show, please rate and review it on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, if you get if you do review, uh, it probably will get read on the podcast. Uh, so, um, yeah, all reviews and ratings... Preferably five stars or more. Well, preferably, you know, three to five stars. You know, I'm not going to be greedy. But the more ratings and reviews you get, uh, the more people can see the podcast through their podcatchers. So, yes, let's uh, let's get more listeners, people. Uh, so that's it for this week. And without further ado, I will yell, punch it, Chewy.